You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Oh, hey, so this is our annual 90s year in review episode. So full disclosure, we recorded this episode almost two weeks ago before everything went completely to hell. So maybe uh, we don't really talk about how everything is shut down and we're getting a curfew again in Montreal and Quebec and all that stuff because we didn't know it was going to get this bad. I mean, but we kind of assumed it would. Um, so maybe this will be a cheer you up kind of episode. We do obviously talk about some of the bad things that have gone down in 2021, but we do kind of try to jam some of the good things in there too. So maybe there's a silver lining here that will make you feel better when you listen to this on New Year's Eve instead of being out and partying. Sit back, relax, have fun. It's the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Last one of the year, baby. Get it going, everybody. Just gonna, just gonna get hop right in. All Let's right, make who's, who's year three of COVID like... the best one yet. <laughs> three is a magic number. Three is the magic number. Uh, much like Godfather three, it's gonna be the best one yet. <laughs> That's critical acclaim, <laughs> box office smash. Uh, I, I was, um, as I was like popping, sending out the emails for rounding up the, the the holiday recording sessions for both podcasts. It was like, oh, we're going to maybe do some stuff in person. And then, ah, no, nah, man, we really shouldn't. Yeah. And uh, So if you listen to last week's Go Plug Yourself, which has yet to be recorded in this timeline, but it'll come out last week when you listen to this, uh, you will know that Chris Vendito is in quarantine because his roommate tested positive. Um, <clears throat> so he's in like full quarantine mode uh, at the moment. And it was funny because we were talking on, uh, let's put some dates on these stories, February 17th, which was when they were like, let's put the measures in place, February 17th, December 17th, let's put the measures in place. Uh, And I was like, yeah, I don't think we're we're probably going to see bars closing. And he was like, man, no, I don't think so. Like the very next day. So like Saturday, the 18th, he was like, no, you're probably right. Bars are going to close again. Like 24 hours later of like witnessing the numbers and the like reach that uh omicron seems to have and uh, it feels like we're gonna be in full lockdown probably pretty soon mm-hmm. a little deja vu going on i just yeah. i love the idea of of uh Legault's announcement this is very serious we're gonna take things very seriously and put all these restrictions in place on monday yeah don't <laughs> rush to the stores this weekend or anything when there's no restrictions right Go get your party on now, because we're, we're on using Monday. the honor system. Yeah, it's it's it sucks, and I mean, like, and they haven't announced the closure of like bars and restaurants. They just they they just announced that it's going to go down to fifty percent and all that stuff. And like, there's like a bunch of restaurants where like, well, we're already kind of screwed. All the holiday parties are canceled because like the restrictions include like only ten people to a table. So if you were planning like a holiday party of 20 or whatever that can't happen anymore and so on and so forth. And they're like, but here's the bummer. We've ordered all that food. It's just like, we're like going to maybe try to give it to shelters and all that stuff. But it's like another holiday season in the red for our struggling businesses. And then we were like, and Hey, is the city going to help them out? And they're like, man, we did that last year. Like there's been no announcement. <laughs> like of oh, any, the, like the mayor did say Amazon bad. So I mean, that's yeah. yeah. That's Support some local stores and stuff, but that doesn't necessarily help restaurants Thoughts and bars. And 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. I, I saw a, like a meme. Hang a pot. Yeah. Uh, like I saw a meme of uh, Lord of the Rings. And it was just like on that thing where it was just like, they're like, but I don't know how to get to Mordor. And it was like, you see like Legolas is like, well, it's like, you'll have my thoughts. And like, uh, what's his name is like, and my prayers. And uh, <laughs> the other one is just sort of like, and my temporary Facebook profile picture. <laughs> Good luck, Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, hopefully, my thoughts uh, and prayers. My thoughts are maybe while uh, Valerie Plant is in isolation with COVID, she's going to be like realizing how important restaurants are for like takeout and stuff. She's going to be like, "Hey, we need more relief. This takeout she, situation she is COVID. dire." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I didn't hear that. Yep. Yes. Valerie Plant has COVID, so. I heard that zoo animals are starting to test positive for COVID now. Mm-hmm. The studies have shown that um, any households that test positive have COVID positive tests in all of their pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just so Jeff Lowe, though. He's that's on fun. No, no, that's that's your that's your dog getting COVID when you go out for a walk without putting a mask on it. Yeah, <sighs> we do wow, put a little wow, mask wow. on the dog sometimes. Is that serious? Dogs are getting it from from walks. No, they're getting it from their infected owners cuddling them right. when they're yeah. sick. Yeah. The other thing that I can't get over with this one is someone someone had the typo of like, man, Unicron is serious business, and then was like, wait, damn it, autocorrect, <laughs> like, Omicron, Omicron is serious business, but like also Unicron. So now, yep. from the, the 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 Futurama thing, now my brain always goes to Unicron. And it was just like, and then like Rob Ford had this press conference in Ontario saying like Omicron is unlike any enemy we've ever faced, but in my head it's still Unicron. Like Unicron <laughs> is unlike any enemy we've ever faced. I'm like, he's a transforming planet that can devour us. And his voice Obviously. by Orson Welles. Man, boy, the final performance of Orson Welles. I think it's got to be num- number one and two of like most ridiculous final performances is like Orson Welles is Unicron and Raul Julia is M. Bison. Yeah. <laughs> those are the yep. Yep. career lows right at the end whoa you take that back sir like Raul Julia, absolutely but like yeah transformers the animated film is obviously like orson welles took it as one of his payout things to to produce his own things as he was like very prone to do did you, did you see the documentary for the shape of the wind i think it was he spent mm-hmm. like his final movie he spent like 10 or 15 years or something basically doing shit jobs over and over and over again yeah and that's the whole wine thing like the, yeah his yeah, whole commercials yeah. exactly yeah. exactly yeah but that that's it so but at the same time i would say that like transformers the movie while it is certainly not necessarily like orson wells was like yes this part speaks to me or whatever is not yeah. like a trash fire the way street fighter is like it's well, just, it's, is it's a fun animated film for kids like yeah but it's also kind of a trash fire because the scriptwriter wrote this great script about, you know, the future and all the new Transformers. And the studio was like, "How do no, we no, sell no, no. more toys? You have to get rid of the old ones." He mm-hmm. was like, "I don't think that's a great idea." And they're like, "Kill Optimus Prime." He's <laughs> like, "Are you sure?" Like, Here, I, I killed him. Read this, and they're like, "Perfect. We love it. Nothing could go wrong with this." But at and... the same time, and, and and it came out. And it went so wrong that not only did it kill that movie's box office, it killed the My Little Pony movie from production and killed the G.I. Joe movie from being released ever. 
Yes, I will send the G.I. Joe movie straight to video, right? Or straight to home, not even video, straight to TV. To, to chop up into five parts to put on TV because it was already finished. And they were just like, oh, we can't do this And anymore. guess what, though? Duke's going to be okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I raced home every day to catch the new episodes of that show. That was a big deal. Great. Yep. I, I don't know. I, I, like, I literally just watched the... Uh, the Toys That Made Us Transformers episode. I've been putting it off, whatever. And it's a great, great episode. Uh, shocking to me that, like, basically from multiple people's uh, uh, accounts, all the Transformer designs really came from, like, one Japanese toy company, like, and specifically, like, one, one guy. One guy. <laughs> like, who was really, like, who understood the, like, the puzzle components. He's like, a lot of the crappy ones, like, especially GoBots are just, like, head pops out, arms pop out, whatever. And, like, that's it. But, like, the weird like puzzle interlocking element was really like one guy was like the brainchild behind it. And then like his toy group did it. And even like the Kenner people are like, yeah, he would, it's him. Uh, they're like, he's what makes transformers transformers and are like better than the Veritex and better than whatever else like that. It's mm -hmm. this dude understands like the, it's not just like head pops out and arms pop out kind of thing. Like does the transformers one destroy the whole, the whole IP as badly as the He-Man one does. No, 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 no. I mean, it, what's interesting is obviously like the Transformers one just discusses how much they were like cannibalizing all kinds of Japanese toy runs to make Transformers and like yeah. and hammer yeah. them out and whatever. But <clears throat> it was kind of like reciprocal sort of between like those like the two companies and whatever else. And, like, and absolutely, they get into the like the low points of when the toys like turned to shit and they were just trying yeah. to like pump out more and more and more. But like. But imagine you're a Japanese toy company and you have this toy line that's finished and some American company is like, we will give you more money for it now. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that, that was, and that was the whole thing, right? Like Kenner apparently just went around and was like, I would like every transforming toy that Japan has. <laughs> and like, just like went to toy fair and just bought them all. Huh. And like, and also it gets into the fact that something I didn't know is that like GoBots were first to market. Yeah. And so like, I, I remember really? that. I remember yeah. that. I'm old enough to remember GoBots was first to market and first to TV. Yeah. And I'm and like and Kenner and Kenner really just like again like puts the hat on that guy. He they were just like, yeah, their his toys were just significantly better. Like amazing. GoBots were like shitty, cheap, and kind of for kids and whatever and like these were like they looked like real cars when they were transformed and then they looked like cool ass robots when they were in robot po form. Posable robots. Posable robots, exactly. Like more articulation, more interesting builds, more interesting transformations. They were like, it was literally, they were like, oh shit, we missed GoBots by like several months and still managed to completely overtake them like a juggernaut. It was crazy. Huh. Year this in review. All, <laughs> I was going to say, this actually, this builds into, this has all been a, a backdoor pilot for this week's Garbage Time episode. So if you uh, go to patreon.com slash 9to5cc, I have pulled up a list of the most popular Christmas toys from 1977 onwards that we're going to talk about on Garbage Time. So I like it. I, I haven't gone through the whole list, but Transformers got to be on there. <laughs> Does it? Uh, I don't know. 1984 is a weird year for toys. Hmm. The list starts off in 77 and it was Star Wars is like Star Wars was like the first big major Christmas juggernaut Star Wars. And also in the <laughs> toys didn't even made, have toys. when they just sold the empty box and they were like, hey, kids, do you like Star Wars? There'll be toys. Buy this empty box because we're not ready. Yay! <laughs> that, that's still crazy. It's hard to imagine people in the 70s being so for that. 
I mean, I, I think I, it's just it's one of those things where I, I think stuff. it's hard to imagine how big Star Wars like really was like and like knowing yeah. how big it was still for my house and my child like upbringing. I was like, I can't I, none of us were like none of us were like seven or eight years old in 77. Like yeah. it must have just yeah. been like absolute mayhem. Like <clears throat> it's anyway. weird. It's weird because Archer does, has no attachment to anything Star Wars. Well, yeah, but I think that kids these days are like you're never going to be attached to something because you're not going to have like one thing as this monolith that exists for months at a time the way like Star Wars did. Like what's in the movie theaters that you can go see? Star Wars. That's it. Probably want to go see it multiple times. Like it's like you have every movie, every kid's movie ever made on demand. Like you have YouTube channels targeted towards you, like infinite amounts of them. Like there's nothing I think that'll hit like no, this no, is the thing that I eat, not. sleep and breathe. That's not true. Pokemon is is he's all about it and has been for years. There's a there's still a lot of Pokemon. There's multiple Pokemon games. Yeah. There's like yeah, five hundred yeah. Pokemons. There's just like one at the time, one Star Wars movie. <laughs> you know, like <clears throat> anyway. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So let's take a look. I, I I looked up some lists of like TV shows, feature films, some news stories, some music. This was a real struggle mm. for me, man. My my year was was like not about media this year. It was about the baby and about getting ready for the baby and about my spine being destroyed. It was like, you know. All of those things sound like good reasons to watch TV, John. I mean, yeah. sort of. I, I just didn't end up doing it. I, I would say the most important... So there's two movies that we should at least mention, even though I don't think any of us have seen them. But we should talk about them. One just came out and one is about to come out. And they're both pretty uh-huh. like on-brand 90s movies. Okay. Uh, one is Spider-Man No Way Home, which is apparently like a freaking triumph. Really? Like everybody who's seen it says it's like universal acclaim. It's amazing. Andrew saw it. Andrew was like, I literally was like, like Mac in the parking lot, like excited, just like talking Alex's ear off in the parking lot about it. And he's like, <laughs> and I, that, he's like, that has not happened to me since I was like in high school. Like he was like huh. just so jazzed. And he's like, and then I've proceeded to spend the next like two days just reading about it on the internet. <laughs> and really? he's like, and I want to go see it immediately again. <clears throat> so apparently that's home runs all over the place. And I guess unless home runs all over the place, because apparently it's very divisive and comes out in about a week is mm-hmm. the matrix resurrections, which apparently plays it like so meta and like leaning into like, this is a sequel of a thing that was from before that like people are like it's almost a comedy and like on purpose which mm. i'm like has me more intrigued <laughs> somehow <Yeah. laughs> like if they're like it's so freaking meta and it's like you're past your prime and you're resurrecting neo and like he should be dead but this is like reboot culture and like we're rehashing old things and even though we shouldn't like like apparently it's like incredibly self-aware to the point that it almost plays like comedy like which again kind of has me pumped for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny because the only movie I can think of going into the parking lot, talking about it just after watching it, was The Matrix. So, hmm. Matrix like, definitely. The other one, I mean, and I guess sim- similar similar conversations to The Matrix. The other one was Truman Show, of being like, could you? <laughs> and like, and now we sort of know, especially with like reality shows, like, oh, absolutely. Like, you know, like, yeah, we haven't quite done a Truman Show situation, but like, I remember that was also like, everybody was like, oh my God, coming out of Truman Show. Uh, Dune, I think we would be, yeah, 
if we didn't give a shout out to Dune. Absolutely. I, you know, the more I thought about it, the more happy I was with it. But mm -hmm. it's always it's like always risky to like trust your your memories, you know, like maybe I'm emphasizing in my memory only the things that I really did like about the movie. I, I remember coming out of it and being like, it wasn't really a blockbuster movie. I liked all like tons of parts of it, but I don't know if the whole assembled perfectly, you know, out of its constituent parts. But mm -hmm. on reflection, I feel like the answer is yes, but I really need to see it a second time to, to like get get wrong I... about that. My my take is I still kind of feel like it maybe would have been better served by a like a ten episode HBO prestige thing, like release the Snyder cuts. No, but you know what I mean, like like where it's like it, it was to your point, like long and didn't and like the pacing was like a little bit weird. Where it was like, yeah, absolutely. If this was like if they turned this into like the first like. The first book was 10 episodes or whatever. Yeah. Still same budget, same release. I would have think I would have had a lot more time for the plotting because you're right. It doesn't play like a blockbuster, mm. but like a prestige HBO show with like exactly exactly the same thing, but then given even more room to breathe. So they don't rush around some of the things that are feel kind of rushed. Yeah. Anyway, that, that might even end up being too much, you know, and I think it might have even been a, a little bit of the shock of like being in a cinematic film experience that was the diametric opposite of the ninth star wars movie you know yeah or Talking any marvel film or any marvel film like yeah. like literally like one thing that I, I as i have shit on repeatedly and will probably shit on in the next five minutes the last fight in marvel films i'm just so sick of like the fact that it was just like a regular fight between like uh paul atreides and like the dude <laughs> like and that was kind of the climactic fight of dune his name was is just, like Janus. a not a not spectacular fight scene what, what what's brilliant about it like in the context of history is that you it's the it's again the opposite of that marvel movie showdown at the end right like it's like you, enormous world spanning invasions planets invading other planets hordes of sardaukar and then it like whoop, ratchets it in a one-on-one -on -one, like knife fight against who's not even guy. the bad guy He's not even the bad guy. Yeah, just yeah. just to like, if you want to hang with the, the, the Fremen, you need to kill this guy. So I've got a question. I was thinking about this. Denis Villeneuve, auteur? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Why Why is he doing reboots? Why is he doing reboots? So, so if Dune... Dune, Blade Runner, at, why is he doing reboots? At the age of 17 or 16, Denis Villeneuve started making the storyboard for this movie. He was mm. like, I, my whole life, I have wanted to make Dune. He was obsessed about it, and he was exactly the right guy to do it. Okay, but now he's done back-to-back -back reboots, right? And yeah. he's going to be working on the sequel to Dune. For sure. Moving yeah. forward. So, auteur or Hollywood big budget? I think you can call him an auteur. The, 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 the tonality of his movies remains consistent across different genre productions like if you think sicario if you think enemy if you think arrival they're three wildly different genres of films but all kind of have his like slow paced brooding kind of kind of feel to them so it's like it's but were those like... just auditions to to make dune reboots well i mean but at the same time so are you gonna say that like memento or whatever was an audition to make batman like it's I I put didn't even yeah. like Christopher yeah. Nolan. No, that's really easy to say yes to. <laughs> yeah, yeah I remember, like I find Christopher Nolan to be a bit of like he does his thing and he did his thing in Batman and then he 
kept doing his thing in other things, you know, like that, that's just... like the literal definition of an auteur, right? In the film construction kind of way. Does it, are yeah. there, rep, are there like recognizable elements of the creative process, regardless of what type of movie it is? Yeah. And especially, especially I find like to like, what are you doing making like reboots or remakes or whatever else like that? And you're just sort of like, okay, so see, even though none of them are expressly reboots or remakes, see literally every scene Tarantino has ever shot is like almost like ripped out of another movie at some point. Is he an auteur? Yeah. Definitely. Like he absolutely is. He's a very good filmmaker, but like he's also like film nerd on display. Like every shot he's or, ever done is ripped off from someone else. Basically. But he's never but he also has never done Daredevil. Right? Like That's no. because he, he doesn't he doesn't do the money the movie for the money. You know, he does yeah. it because it's the movie that he wants to make. Whereas like, Vin- Vin- I mean, Levy... he did get in trouble not too long ago for trying to sell NFTs of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and Miramax was like, oh, that is not yours. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I don't know. But like at the same time, too, if I'm growing up as a as a as a film guy or whatever else like that, I'm like, absolutely. Like, especially like Blade Runner 2049. Other than like like overall setting wasn't necessarily like a remake of Blade Runner, right? But like, then why, and why Dune, make Dune, a it's not Runner like movie. it's not like anyone really did Dune great. Like you know, so well, I would say up to and including Frank Herbert, but that's me. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like uh, a book made did of it, tar. Did anyone see the Bond movie that came out this year? Mm, nope. Nope. I did read about, I spent last night reading about Shaken Not Stirred a whole bunch. What does that mean? Like, well, how he orders his martinis. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it a joke? Like, it was kind of, he did, it, it, it's not, it wasn't classy until people. Well, yeah, exactly. There, there's like many articles that are like how James Bond ruined the martini. But then there's a lot yeah. that was also like, so apparently this is, Shaken Not Stirred is how. Uh, bruise the gin. But no, but you, but which is weird because you can bruise vodka, you can't bruise gin, as as some people have have pointed out. Also, the first drink that he orders, uh, shaken not stirred, is actually a vesper, because he starts ordering a martini and then he corrects it. And a vesper sounds ridiculous because it's three. He says three parts Gordon's, one part vodka, one part Lilit, uh, with the lemon twist, shaken not stirred. Lilit's like a a, 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 a like a wine alcohol thing kind of like a kind would like be substituting vermouth. the vermouth yeah. martini uh but yeah he starts off ordering that and then but yeah but fleming fleming apparently took it shaken not stirred because he believed that stirring diluted it although many cocktailologists say they're like that's the opposite but shaking dilutes it more because you're gonna get ice chips and whatever else in it uh but <clears throat> so the thought is the 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 James Bond historians are like the reason he takes it shaken not stirred is one it does dilute it a little bit and because typically he's working <laughs> and it also is colder so he can drink it faster <laughs> if he has to like down it to like go and do whatever James Bond thing he's doing so he's like it is it is it is more of a question of like of practicality for James Bond than an actual like this is the correct way to make the drink it's like it's this is the way, this is the correct way to order the drink if you're like a spy on a mission. <laughs> it's such a weird thing that the population latched onto. Yep. Like there's a, he's got a lot of like weird nitpicky stuff in the books that James Bond does. Yeah. 
and none of those became like part of the zeitgeist. Like he takes James Bond showers, which yeah. is weird, and What's something. James Bond shower. I take James Bond showers too, but like it's not hot hold as on, you can stand, on. cold as you can stand. Yeah. Huh. But if you told someone, oh, I took a James Bond shower this morning, they'd be like, uh, they would not be what? on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like weird stuff like that. That. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's 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 really just the the line sounds really iconic when Connery says it. <laughs> sure, like it's just like like that that is a classy moment where he's like the the whole accent of like vodka martini, shake it, not stir. And you're like, ooh, what a classy oh, gentleman, what even though he's ordering dude. the drink wrong. Yeah, I saw a whole thing on George Lazenby this weekend's mm-hmm. where they were like he was the worst person to ever replace a big star. And I was like, okay, that's that's fair. Sean Connery is a hard act to follow. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yes, after Connery's last turn in You Only Live Twice, I was like, oh, that's that's the one where he goes around in Asian makeup. Whoa. <laughs> that Connery movie is real bad. And Honor Majesty's Secret Service is way better than that. It's just he's not great. He's fine. He's yeah, fine. He's at not it. great. He's explicitly not racist. Well, la di da. Good for him, I guess. Like James Bond spends a lot of the thing like aping Mickey Rooney. Yeah, yellow face. It's it's real bad. Yeah. Uh, Shang Chi came out this year. Yeah, we talked about that one at length. Yeah, and like I said, it was a cool kung fu movie until it became a Marvel movie. Did you see the Eternals? Anyone? No, nope. man, that trailer looked like uh, Denny Villeneuve is making reboots. We can do it too. What? The Eternals. It looked oh. like someone decided to make a movie in the Marvel universe as if it were directed by Denny Villeneuve. It's like the last What If episode. Well, yeah, but it was it was Chloe Chloe Zhao. It's the first time an Academy Award winner winning director directs a Marvel movie. Uh. Hmm. uh that would have uh, no appeal to me, but it, Black Widow also came out, and I like that one. Uh, Red Notice was a pretty big movie, but pretty pretty forgettable. Did you watch it? I did. It's fine. It was those three actors in an action movie together. Yeah, Pitch Meeting does it on point again, and they were just sort of like they were like so they're like Ryan Reynolds and The Rock are going to like team up in like uh, in an odd couple like heist thing, whatever else like that. They're going to love it. How do you know? Have you talked to them? No, but they've both made this movie before with other people. <laughs> A hundred percent true. <laughs> I was like, Hitman's Bodyguard, The Rundown, and probably others. Like, What if The Rundown, but instead of Christopher Walken, he was a hot chick? Pretty much, yeah. Like, oof. Yep. And, uh, and, yep, that's it. Uh, I didn't see Venom, Let There Be Carnage, but I kind of wanted to. Nah. I just, uh, I, I just want to see, I really just kind of want to see, huh? I couldn't even I, make it through the the first um, Venom movie. The the like weird like train wreck viewing version of me just wants to watch Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson just chew up scenes as Venom and Carnage, which apparently is just like insano to watch. Like, the, see, the only thing that I saw of Let There Be Carnage that really interested me was just Tom Hardy sitting around the house like making breakfast <laughs> trying to deal with venom i don't yeah, really like, want to see the fights i wanted to see more of that just like the or, big brother side of or like the venom. scene in bodega like in the yeah. bodega 
<laughs> where he just walks in and he's just like, he's like, like, hey, Mary or whatever else like that. I'm going to eat you, Mary. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, that if it was just like a day in the life of Venom with no bad guys other than maybe the random mugger. I would but watch you the know hell it's out of not. Memory. You know there's going to be so much punching. Yeah. CG fights in the darkness yeah. flying above the city. Uh, one of the best superhero movies, I think, probably deserves somewhere, somewhere, definitely in the top 10, maybe even in the top five, came out this year. The Suicide Squad by James Gunn. Uh, yeah, that was great. We got to see that in person. Remember being in person? Yeah. No, I haven't been to the movie theater since... Yeah, but I set up I set up a uh, I set up a movie screen on my roof. <laughs> I I liked it. I don't know if it stuck with me as much as some other stuff, but it was definitely DC using the Marvel method. Yeah. Just and James Gunn taking all his stuff he learned at Marvel and bringing it over to DC stuff. I mean, but but having even more like James Gunnisms than he was allowed to do at Marvel. Like Marvel it still had to like fit in the MCU, this sure, was told but... like they're like, don't even worry about making it fit in whatever the trash fire that is the DCEU. They were like, just make a Suicide Squad movie and have fun with it. Like some characters you can kill, some characters you can't. That was like his only direction. Like, yep. He was like, Harley needs to be alive at the end of it. I think was the only thing he really had to worry about. Yep. And what did you have? The best comic book villain of all time. Yeah. Big star. Starro the Conqueror. Exactly. Killing for for anger was great. Killing for revenge, they were like torturing. Yeah. Like, was... uh, Godzilla versus Kong came out this year. Uh, that was literally I... the next one I had on my list. Oh yeah, well, that's we're, we're simpatico. Uh, that one was fun. I like that. The B that story was... was dumb. Yeah. The kid from Stranger Things just running around and going through tunnels from New York to San Francisco and Hong Kong, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen any Godzilla movies? The B plot in all of them is dumb. Always. Fair. Fair. <laughs> 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the monkey man fought the lizard man and they smashed a city that wasn't Tokyo. That was great. And I like the fact that they actually basically kept Mecha Godzilla under wraps. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like not part of any of the promo, not versus whatever else like that. And then like Mecha Godzilla pops up, and you're just sort of like, oh shit, they're gonna tag team, and then it's a tag team. (laughs) (laughs) Delightful. Yeah. Uh, John's favorite movie of the year, Army of the Dead, came out. Oh, Zack Snyder fan, John. Did you get out of here? He's John had to release the Snyder Cut Army of the Dead T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, John, I think I you might have been I the didn't... only person who heavily defended the weird uh, Camera, foreground yeah. focus thing. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I, I think I defended it by saying I didn't like it, but at least he tried. <laughs> you know, like it's at so least he weird. tried to do something interesting with the visuals. And it's been a long time since we saw somebody really try something wacky. Good on you, no, you seen... no, no, that's that Zack Snyder, the auteur thing coming out. Is Zack Snyder, is Zack Snyder an auteur? I think just because he polished a few tricks in his first movies and then the big companies gave him lots of money. You don't have to be good to be an auteur, (laughs) right? Tom Six (laughs) is an auteur, certainly. It doesn't imply (laughs) that you have skills and you make quality. Uh, Did you watch the the other one? 
there's like there's already another movie in the army the of Dead universe no i didn't uh I didn't it's see a prequel it. it's like uh it's the the safe cracker guy or whatever is yeah, like in some sort of a, that one guy yeah it's like somehow like he's in some competitive safe cracking life or death stakes situation i don't even yeah. know if it's if it's snyder or if it's just like him manning the the whatever I'm not so sure either. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, Cruella came out. That was fine. Was it? Did yeah. you guys watch Shadow in the Cloud? Mm, no, no, I recommended it highly. I thought it was awesome. What was it? It's the the girl who's a spy who hitches a ride on a bomber, and they the whole bomb crew starts to to pick on her. So the captain locks her into the the gunner ball at the bottom of the plane. Okay. And then she sees a gremlin on the wing. Oh. And the whole thing like is filmed. Gremlin, like, don't feed him after midnight? No, like a... Twilight's on Gremlin. Twilight's on Gremlin. Like a Langolier. Huh. Like, it's, it's it's on the wing pulling wires out of the plane. And she's like, guys, there's a Gremlin on the plane. And they're like, this is why you don't let women <laughs> into bombers. <laughs> but the whole thing is kind of filmed in a COVID style. Like, how do you get a whole plot done? It's just her in this little set with the headphones in and all the dialogue coming through the, huh. the earpieces. Like that Ryan Reynolds movie, they're buried. Yeah, was, yeah, oh. that was pretty good. Kind of like that, that was... but this this was also dumb and and cool at the same time. Hmm. Huh. I mean, also Zack Snyder's Justice it's a League came out this year. Oh, did it? Dumb and kind of cool, or just dumb? I don't know. You saw it. I, what, what, what did zero? You, am I the only it? one? We have the whole year to watch this, guys. I have zero interest in that. I didn't like anything that Zack Snyder had done for DC. Why would I watch? 10 more hours of it <laughs> it's a thing it's certainly a thing god uh mortal kombat came out yeah we all did we all see that i saw it yeah. i saw it john did you watch it nope oh. pretty good yeah the only mistake it really it was made better was than just... the third one not as good as the first one i would say it's better than all of them except for that the first one in sort of and because i rewatched the first one and the first one is the first one's fine because it, it like it's just like a seventies, eighties kung fu movie, but with Mortal Kombat characters. Like that's yeah. what makes the first one good. But I mean, like, this is probably like a better movie. And just somehow the mistake that it makes of having the main character being like a character who's not in the video games is just, I think, dumb. Mind-boggling. That's uh, mind-boggling. Stupid. Like just make him Scorpion. He's Scorpion's bloodline. Like it's fine. Yeah. And then like, oh my god, but Scorpion's also in it, and he comes back from the dead. I'm like, then you have two Scorpions. Do you know who doesn't care about that? Anyone. If two scorpions have to fight Sub Zero at the same time, no one's upset. That's a win. <laughs> like young scorpion and undead scorpion. Who cares? Uh, da, 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 da. I think I don't know. They, they, these are definitely the blockbusters. I'm trying to think if we saw any anything like off the. Oh yeah, I saw Malignant. You guys really need to watch that. So oh, talk here's, about here's, here's one that I liked that came out last year. Fear mm-hmm. Street. I really like the Fear Street trilogy. Oh, I'd consider that to be a TV show. It was three movies. <laughs> yeah, Fear Street was good. I liked it. But I mean, but like, were did you like the Fear Street trilogy? But if you were to be like, oh, the Fear Street volume two was one of the best movies that came out. I don't think that's right. I wouldn't say any of them were the best movies, but they were f- lots of fun to sit down and watch. That's what I'm saying. They're they're good. They don't have. They're not the best. Did you see the Snake Eyes movie? No. Wow. 
again, the G.I. Joe movies and the Transformer movies, they're, they're just there to hurt you. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it when Joseph Gordon-Levitt screamed, detonate the ice pack, or the, whatever the heck it was. Yeah, the sink the ice. The ocean. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, those are, I think, pretty much the movies that, that stick out to me. I'm into, like, looking at, like, 200 movies that have released, and I'm not, not seeing anything that... Really Did either of you out. guys watch The Werewolves Within? No. Man, that was a fun little campy horror movie, too. We have, right. we, it's weird that the three of us are all horror movie fans, and we don't like the same horror movies at all. Yeah, Debbie's not that so. into horror, so it's 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 puts a damper when we get, like, one movie a month. Oh, I also saw, I did see Paranormal Activity next of kin. That was pretty good. The the reboot of the Paranormal Activity verse. Oh, I saw that stupid time travel alien war one with Chris Pratt. That one looks dumb. What was that called? I don't know. All right, Fuck. I think we're in the bottom of the barrel of movies, guys. Let's the Tomorrow War. God, that movie sucked. Let's move on to maybe television. Wait, wait, wait. Just before we, we go out of movies, one last thing that happened in movies this year. This summer, y'all made me watch movie 43. Hey, <laughs> and still, this is still hurts. Sucks so much. <laughs> look back at this when I'm an old man and be like, "How did you pass the pandemic? Lots of different ways." My friends made me watch movie forty three. <laughs> movie forty three. One weekend? Happened. Are you kidding? It was like three months of you starting and stopping it. It wasn't like one it's weekend. So bad. <laughs> oh, it hurt. <laughs> All right, we can talk about television now. Right. I think we can all agree that the greatest television show of 2021 was The Wheel of Time. Man, it's better than I thought it was going to be. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But again, the first couple books were fun, so. That's, that's I think, the problem with Wheel of Time is that, like, even the most, like, ardent Wheel of Time fan is, like, yeah, the first couple books are fun, but then, like, it really gets kind of shitty towards the end. And I'm like, just just how I like my TV shows. Like with well, really bad endings. Like even what if, in the what source if they material. diverge? You know, they get off of the source material. There's a lot of material. I doubt. Like, is it is it one season to a book that they're aiming at? I think so. The first season is definitely the first book, but that's okay. because it's so much build up and character introduction that yeah. you have to, and then it ends with the fight with the bad guy. Hmm. There's a world uh, where they take the, like the thousand eleven hundred page book, they take out all the shitty stuff, and you're left with like a semi decent fantasy romp. You know? Well, yeah, but uh, but as as per previous discussions on ninety s, like the books get shitty when uh, Jordan starts trying to make it political. So it's like, yeah. well, they get you know, shitty like, when he tries to kill himself <laughs> to get out of his contract. Yeah, but it's also when the, when it starts to be like politics and he starts to try to do like weird Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin stuff when he is not George R. R. Martin is like everybody who's read the books has told me they're like, yeah, it's bad. Like it just gets like <laughs> like the political intrigue shit is where like the whole series just like collapses it's off the rails. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, the TV show is like a weird mix of Game of Thrones and Hercules, the legendary journeys. Like the there's a nice there's a nice balance in there that's kind of fun to watch. Um <clears throat> watch the the great came out I guess technically in 2020 but like season 2 just came out it's still kind of like newish came out late the 2020. Great. The great very fun. Uh great. it's on Amazon. It's with Elle Fanning as Catherine the Great and huh. Nicholas Holt as Peter. 
the terrible or whatever like yeah. the peter that catherine was married to who by all accounts was awful right like yeah. just was absolutely trash and it's just like a comedic retelling of her rise to power with like enough kind of like sort of historical facts like a lot of the figures are historical like when peter had like just did hated beards and stuff like and then like made it illegal to have a beard in russia i think he taxed the beards didn't he yeah exactly that's it so it's like like just like a lot of that crazy shit from like that era like plays really well in a comedy right like right if you just have him he's just sort of like i'll get to the he's like i'll get to the bottom of it i'll just torture everyone and they're like are you sure and he's like it's always worked you know like (laughs) it it, it plays a lot like uh like black adder kind of like that same sort of like like historically not necessarily accurate, but like close enough <laughs> that it's like still fun. Uh, Bebop, obviously, R.I.P. Bebop. Yeah, tragedy. Um, what a weird metric for Netflix to to go with. Like they just were so fast to rely on the analytics. Like yeah. very. There's strange. already like almost fifty thousand people that have signed a Change.org petition for them to make a second season. Like everyone's like, wait, why? I don't know. Just, I, I mean, we talked about it this a lot in just recent episodes, but like, I'm a Bebop fan. I like the new show. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah, you're like, they have, have you, like, you haven't even gotten all of the data. Yeah, like I'm gonna watch it. It's just a little bit chewier than some other TV during the pandemic. Yeah. Did anyone watch Ted Lasso? Apparently, that's like the feel good show of the century. Nope. I don't. It's weird. I should watch it, but I have not. It's a sports show about a football coach who goes to coach soccer. And like Jason Sudeikis, who's like very funny. Yeah. Hasn't hasn't hooked me. Um, the Marvel shows, I so guess. So many of them. So yeah, like, so this year was... WandaVision. WandaVision, Loki. Loki Falcon, if, Winter Soldier. Falcon, Winter Soldier, and now Hawkeye. Hawkeye. So... You're talking, those, about, I was like, you're talking about shows, in order. <laughs> talking about shows that don't know how to end properly. All of them. <laughs> Did Hawkeye end like with a dumb it's, big fight? It's not it over. Fun? It's not okay. over yet. And the hook on the last episode was kick ass good. I'm super okay. excited. I was going to say the hook on the last episode uh, is, oh my God, another super powered archer. Oh God! <laughs> You're like, oh oh no! What's Hawkeye gonna do? Bow and arrow shootout with another bow and arrow bad guy. Just in case uh, either of you are curious, uh, Arrow is now available on Prime. So, oh cool! Go cool. torture wow. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Wandavision I thought was super fun. Uh, Agatha all along was great. <laughs> yep, just the weird fight at the end was. <laughs> I guess the I, only the good thing about the Marvel fight at the end was when Vision fought Vision, and they talked themselves out of fighting each other. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was an appropriate moment. Uh, what if I, I, what if the back three were so much better than the first three? Mm-hmm. Like, um, which is I was like, and I was like, and considering they're non sequitur, like, why, <laughs> like, why did you put your best ones at the tail end? Like the zombies one was fun. It was okay. It just. It left me unsatisfied because the comics are so balls to the wall crazy, and yeah. the show kind of played it safe. Well, in the zombies one, they at least like cack everybody and like everybody dies. Yeah, uh, and and also the 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 
I don't. Did Thor, you read Thor it? is just here to party? One was amazing. Like that was that, great. That that entire thing top to bottom was just like. But did you read any of the Marvel Zombies comic books? Uh, I think so. I think I might have read the first just, six. The the reason that episode didn't click with me was because Marvel played that one right down to the bone. They just kept releasing them over and over and over again. Yeah. There's literally like 60 issues of Marvel Zombies comics, plus a crossover with Ash. You just, I didn't care anymore. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I got it. I've seen it. You got 22 minutes and you're not going to do anything great with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loki. Loki, I think, was real good. A smash until the end. Last episode was not great. Mm-hmm. What happened? He met Kang the Conqueror, who had been holding together the weaves of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And then they fought, and he let it go. So now the multiverse exists. Oh, okay. Yep. There you go. You're, okay. The whole okay. show basically turned into a setup for the next Doctor Strange movie. And I was like, that's that could have been okay. better. Well, slash the entirety of Phase 4, right? Yeah. Slash the maybe that so apparently with the the obviously the multiverse stuff in No Way Home, <clears throat> so the rumors are even though Tom Holland hasn't like said it as far like they, no one's been allowed to talk about it, but the rumor is is that Tom Holland will continue to be Peter Parker in the MCU, and then Sony can have other Spider Man movies now that we've established a multiverse that still like exist in the like MCU adjacent. They're gonna be like, yeah, no, this is the other Spider Man, eh? The one where Tom Hardy lives. Yeah, exactly. The one the one where Tom Hardy is Venom. Because that's clearly not Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because Topher, Topher Grace, Grace is Venom there. <laughs> like, so they're like, Spider-Man has not appeared in the Venomverse, but they say that there's like the new Sony Spider-Man is going to appear in the Venomverse, which is different from the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man verses, which is different from the Tom Holland MCU universe. So. Uh-huh. I mean, which is, like I said, They've done this, especially with Spider-Man in the comics, repeatedly. Like, if they did it with, like, Punisher, you'd be like, this is dumb. But, like, Spider-Man gets into multiverse nonsense and has multiple Spider-Men all the time in the comics. It's the one where they're, like, they've already done this repeatedly in the comics. It doesn't feel like they're, like, even though, yes, it is studios doing... But does Sony mostly make shitty movies? Sure, but then we can. And then we get, like, we can have a shitty Spider-Man. And then we can, we don't have to mess around with Spider-Man in the MCU. It's the best. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't have to justify why he's so shitty in one universe and cool in the other one. They're just different right. universes. I think it's kind of kind of hilarious as a everybody gets what they want, and it's still oddly true to the character. Uh, I stopped watching Invincible. You still enjoyed it, Scott. Yeah, I finished season one. It was great. But, I mean, I don't know if you can see this behind me, but I got 22 volumes of Invincible back yeah. there. I like that comic. <laughs> I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. yeah. You also, I think, are the only one here who really watched Star Trek Picard. Yeah, I like mm. Picard a lot too. Boy, the okay. internet was not kind to Mr. or to, to, to Picard. Oh, Picard was the most fan servicey of all the fan servicey stuff that came out last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the greatest hits. They did a show about the Borg and they brought back Hugh and Remember Seven Hugh? of Nine. Remember her? Yeah, I guess. As characters, like full-on characters in the show, they're like, we're dealing with the Borg. And we're like, actually, we know two Borg. Let's go talk to them. Like, oh, shit, it's great. You introduce these characters and don't act like they never exist. Uh, I believe John watched Snowpiercer. 
Ooh, I didn't get all the way through the second season. I watched the first season and then a, like a couple of episodes of it. I, I really liked it more than I thought that I would. Like, you kind of like with the movie, you have to just acknowledge the premise is bonkers and just like, <laughs> just be like, okay, let's just, just be okay with that. And um, there was good politics on there. It was kind of fun. And and of course, the premise is that it's the end of the world and humanity exists on a train that's just flying around in the Arctic. The train, yeah. So the I, the the deal is that the train there there they go into a little bit more detail than they did in the movie with like how the train works. The mm-hmm. deal is that the train is actually a perpetual motion machine, mm-hmm. and it needs to maintain a certain amount of energy for the like the reaction to keep going. And so the problem is if it slows down too much, the like the perpetual exactly like speed if you slow down too much the perpetual motion machine can't sustain the reaction and then it turns off and everybody dies but things are constantly breaking and so Mm -hmm. the the train is always under threat of slowing down and then if they want to do any repairs or whatever on the outside they have to actually stop the train that actually happens at a point or two where they like stop it for a bit while the engine is doing stuff and then they take off again Hmm. yeah i think it's jennifer connelly is the is the the big lead name that's in there and she actually does super super well Snowpiercer, I think so. Yeah, is that man? Right? It's fucking cool. So the, there's another another good thing. You, you remember Mr. Wilfred is like the target at the end of the movie. Wilfred <laughs> is like the big the big mystery of the first season is that Wilfred isn't on the train and it's Jennifer Connelly pretending to be the like the voice of Wilfred and like maintaining this insane charade, keeping everybody from actually knowing that he's there. And then the the big surprises at the end of the first season, Wilfred shows up on another train and like pirate pirate rams into the back of the big train and then mm-hmm. there's a whole like Wilfred's train people are all insane and evil and and whatever it is it it's bonkers but kind of fun mm-hmm. yeah did it season two of tiger king which i mean i yeah. guess is also kind of like i guess like again in the 2020 2021 like yeah that was that also started in 2020 that was yep. the beginning of the pandemic yeah. i didn't king. i didn't get to watching the um the third one right the the well the the mini series on doc and doc and doc Antel, yeah doc yeah Antel. i didn't watch i watched the first one yeah is he awful he always get, struck me as being awful get, it's the grossest yeah like ab- it's ugh. that's a yeah. smashingly bad endorsement of the show the, the grossest out of the cast of tiger king you know yeah. i like honestly because of the like underage stuff possibly the grossest of the stuff of tiger king is like, he in jail? Of, like I, don't, I mean not in episode one but like i hope he is I don't, like it's always when you're watching tiger king you don't like google them because you're like yeah. let the show tell me when it happens <laughs> but like it the the doc and tell uh mini series whatever else like that is really the like Again, whenever I think of the Tiger King producers, they're just, they must just be like, we just have hit pay dirt in the biggest, weirdest way. For like, sure. let's let's dive into this guy. And it's literally like the like Doc Antle's story is like the nexus of Tiger King and Wild Wild Country. Like, it's freaking insane. There's so much weird mysticism and yoga stuff. And like, he's a magician and believing in the power of animals and like coercing the women into whatever. And you're like, oh, oh no. It just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Keith, we didn't get to Squid Game yet. Yeah, yeah I was saving the best for last, bro. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> you then, think that's the best? I think it's probably the of new TV. Like, I think it's very engaging, very cool that it did, you know, hit that big audience, mm-hmm. and it looked really cool. It was fun. It was like a like a good entertaining candy show. I wasn't, you know. I think it was probably one of the like 
better bet like new new things like i mean like obviously like i think like succession season three was probably had like the best some of the best acting and performances and whatever of like 2021 episode nine of it was just like masterclass acting on display across like the entire cast and it's just like that are a delight to watch and it's amazing Mm. uh but in terms of like an out of nowhere new thing like squid very very good like and that's the other thing too is like i'll give squid game like a thousand more points than any of the mcu shows because it was not like just a rehashed paint by numbers mcu show you know even if i had it was kind of a rehashed Paint by, maybe not quite paint by numbers, but it was definitely a rehashed Battle Royale. Like you, you know yeah. where that movie came or the show came from. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. the guy even said it. He admits much. it, he of course, like, of course. Yeah. 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 But I mean, but it wasn't like let's take characters from Marvel movies and Marvel comics where there's just like boatloads of material to pull from, and just like you know, like I and and, and like I said, I enjoyed those Marvel shows, but I'm still gonna have like a ton more time for something that's in, like a new ip like yeah. just in general yeah so i was thinking about this someone said i read like a tweet or something somewhere where he was being critical of the comics are for everyone marvel is for everyone it's the best it's inclusive and his point was you know sh- some random twitter dude oh uh there there should be some gatekeeping because in the end we ended up with all these big budget movies that nobody really really loves they're just better than the heart and soul garbage that they we got in the 80s and i was like huh i don't know how i feel about that it's like even the comic books are like that now they're all made to try to like feed the machine rather than to like do whatever crazy shit the potheads writing the comics from the 70s and 80s we're doing yeah do you agree i have some weird feelings about it because like i like them the product more than you guys do but i can also admit that it's it's flawed in a lot of ways and none of it has really it's also a product like i i watch all yeah. the marvel movies like and i'm and i enjoy them and whatever but it's what i what i what i dislike about the marvel movies is that people put them up on a pedestal of like, these are some of the best movies of the year. And I'm like, no, it's like, it's like the same thing. They're Schwarzenegger movies. Only yeah. they're superheroes. Like, like but they like, operate very much in the same. Like if you go watch a, a Schwarzenegger or a Stallone or whatever movie out of the eighties. And it's like, yeah, this big dumb action thing. Uh, and then now it's just their superheroes doing it. And I'm like, they belong in the same. <laughs> they, they entertain the same level of my brain in the same way. But for people to be, and, I, and I can have a ton of fun watching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, Schwarzenegger movie. But does that mean that the stories being told are as good as the ones that no one were, was reading in the 80s? Like that niche cult, you know, insider thing that was comic book culture. Were they good? I mean, they some were weird were and some of them were great. <laughs> you know, like... Dark Phoenix is still a very good comic book and has never been adapted properly because they're always trying to figure out a way to sell it or to make it more approachable or to have broader appeal because no one wants to put the Lalandra and the Imperial Guard in the movies because that's super weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. Inferno is never going to happen as a movie because how do you introduce the weird clone of Jean Grey and Mr. Sinister and the hell coming to Earth? properly like you could do really weird 
stuff and weird was good enough. And you can't do that now in the movies because it gets put through focus groups, right? Mm. You just get, yeah, that's too weird. Let's, let's make it more like this or let's explain it. And yeah. I think that's why we liked the freaking Suicide Squad so much because James Gunn was just like, go fucking weird. Yeah. 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 And, and I hope that that's going to be maybe what we get to see. Like they've teased that a little bit, like in the first wave of TV shows that they're willing to tell a little bit weirder stories. Like, yeah, but they back down every single time. Sure. But like, but at the same time, like Loki, even though like the ending was not great, the premise is still bananas. And it's like, and even like the setting of the ending kind of setting up season two is still like, Oh yeah. Like the, the, the Bureau of, balance or whatever the heck they call it tva tva yeah there we go time variance authority yeah like that's a weird thing to just like run around your entire show based on it and stuff so it's like they're i think that the right if they if they can make money off of some of the weird stuff and put it on their little digital platforms and stuff we're gonna have the blockbuster marvel movies and then we'll have the the more interesting smaller stuff also by the way, I remember that you just mentioned the Hawkeye thing, and I, I'm pretty sure I had it spoiled for me, and it was the best. And I think we should spoil it for John. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So just in, uh, in the last minute of the last episode, a bad uh, guy shows up. A bad guy shows up, and they talk about him a little bit, saying the big bad, and they allude to you know someone who the main bad guy is is reporting to. So it's not out of the blue. And There's then like a boss just, that the guy's working for. Yeah, and you see a little bit of security footage. And it's Vincent D'Onofrio wearing a white tuxedo jacket. Cool. And I'm like, cool. That's the best thing from the Netflix shows. And I'm very happy about it. Yeah, Sarah was literally like, they be- like we haven't even watched Hawkeye. And she's like, they better bring back Purple Man. Sarah just loves Purple Man. <laughs> Ooh, he's the creepiest. Most- Whoa. Uh. My wife is a weird person. <laughs> That's a weird thing to demand more of. Yeah, exactly. More Purple Man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, Vincent D'Onofrio as a kingpin is great. If he's around more, that's great. If he's gonna <laughs> fight Tom Holland, that's great. Like, I want to see that scene, absolutely. Punching Tom Holland in the face, no, having tea with Aunt May as Tom Holland comes home. Yeah, that, that's what I want to see. That's the, the menace and, and darkness of those Netflix shows pouring into the MCU. Those shows, man, they messed them up so bad. Defenders was so bad. Defenders was unforgettable. I watched one episode and was like, no, thank you. There was nothing there that... Nothing there that it was even good. Daredevil was pretty good. Punisher was pretty good. Luke Cage was great, so long as it stood on its own. And Jessica Jones season one was good. Everything else was bad. All of Iron Fist was bad. Defenders was bad. The rest of Jessica Jones was trash. No matter how much people like Kristen Ritter, that show was bad. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah. Boom. News. Midnight Mass. Oh yeah, Midnight Mass. Get over it. This was like I, I also like had a lot of criticism for it at the end, but the more I thought about it, the happier I was with it. I mean, I I think it's there's. Like I said, if if you cut an episode's worth of monologues out of the show, you have probably one of the best like horror shows. I don't think it was trying to be too much of a horror show. Like you think that, and it absolutely it was... was. It's like it's like impending dread at all times. 
basically of one type or of another either it's like economic or supernatural or whatever it's like yeah. creeping dread is the undertone of the entire thing this is like a dying community in one way or the other and then like the finale is straight up horror right yeah but the like the emphasis on the show is those monologues like those are the show well, right, the, but I just think yeah. they need to be trimmed down a bit. Like I, I and I, like I said, I'm not saying like cut an entire monologue. It's just that like there, there's so many and they're so long, and because there's so many and they're so long, the really good ones like lose some of their thing because you're like, here we go again. Like as yeah. a viewer, anyway. Yep. Anyway, I, I'm still excited to see more stuff from him. That's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I have, like I said, I have, I've based on. Uh, Hill House, Bly Manor, and that. I'm like, I have time for whatever this guy is kind of doing. Like, nothing has been bad. Mm -hmm. I've, the fact that he does the more long-form spooky stuff stories and all that is is good. Wonderful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. News? Ah. Oh, there, God. There, there are news. so many terrible things that have happened in the news this year. Well, so, yes. The Republican Party, the government of China, and, and Russia trying to start World War Three. Sure. Right, like, I mean, capital riots were a thing, but then yeah, capital riots. You, you everything know, about the Republican Party. Point. Everything about the government of China. Point. Russia trying to start World War Three. Point. But looking at the timeline, um, oh, like a like a glass of of uh, of fresh water. It like just just twenty one days after the capital riots. We we got to have GameStop, <laughs> <laughs> meme stonks going crazy. Yep, <laughs> that was that was also that was fun. That was like fun news. Yeah, <laughs> until the market stepped in and said, "No, people can't do this. This is only for us." Well, it's still kind of going on, right? GameStop yeah. is still at one hundred and ninety. Yeah, exactly. I'm, 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 I'm not actually sure. Not it sure. is very high. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, Texas like, uh, found out the, that they the, can't handle winter. Yeah. yeah. Unless you fly to Mexico with your family. <laughs> yeah. Guys, you know what came out in 2021 that was the dumbest? What's that? 150 NFTs. Oh. NFTs. <laughs> NFTs. Like NFTs. We didn't have at the beginning of the pandemic, and we have them now. Non-fungible tokens. Hooray. Man, the first time I saw it was NBA stuff. Mm-hmm. They were they were selling like like they were basketball cards, but video graphics mm -hmm. of famous dunks and stuff. WWE tried to sell them one time at WrestleMania. Apparently it was poorly received. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. I bet they should try again, but they do okay now. I think it's because people did not enjoy WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. So what I bet they should do them with AEW stars. Yeah. <laughs> buy the CM Punk mic drop. Yeah. Uh, Bodie McBoatface got stuck in the Suez Canal. No, that wasn't Bodie McBoatface. I know it was not Bodie McBoatface. That was a boat from England, but it was it was the, the Ever Grande. The yeah, Evergreen. Ever, Evergreen. Ever. Ever given. Ever given. Ever given. Yeah. Part yeah. of the Evergreen fleet. Yes. That was the best news story of the year. The greatest. The greatest takeaway from that is still the photo of the one like dump truck. <laughs> trying to help like the one excavator just like <laughs> chipping away at the side of the thing you're like <laughs> you just see the boat a boat the size of like a city block and like a single excavator is like Meep. <laughs> it's, it's really like 
a puppy trying to dig out a car stuck in a snowbank. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, oh man, I take it back. This news makes me feel good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just the satellite I mean... picture of all the other boats on the outside of the canal going oh no we're yeah, just the, waiting the, the traffic jam of boats uh, uh i guess i mean not necessarily not good news but news i didn't expect was uh derek chauvin was actually found guilty of murder mm-hmm. that was i i mean a teeny tiny little bit of a sliver of hope in the justice system somewhere oh don't worry it doesn't last because kyle rittenhouse gets acquitted sure <laughs> But that's complicated. Have a long talk society. About yeah, it's a complicated one. Yeah, that that is a that is a complicated one for a variety of reasons. Because being stupid isn't illegal. Is basically basically that like it's yeah, what it boils but... down to. Mm. Exactly. We won't unpack all that here. But yes, um... we thought we had fixed racism for a little bit. Did I know? I mean, no, we did not. <laughs> we didn't fix racism. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, there was the uh, when they hacked the the gasoline pipeline and shut down gasoline for like a week in America. Remember that hack? It was in May. The main pipeline carrying gasoline and diesel food to the U.S. East Coast was shut down due to a cyber attack that lasted nearly a week. There was like gas shortages, like like gas fun. delivery shortages. That's uh, fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, I guess good, good, good news. Um, they, what was the the number? They have delivered more than eight point five billion COVID vaccines in twenty twenty one. That's like a, I think, like an accomplishment that cannot be diminished. Wait, delivered like, as in, or as in people administered, have taken administered, like like huh. eight point five billion shots have been put into people's arms. That's kind of impressive, actually. And butts. And butts and whatever else. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like just like the the infrastructure and delivery mechanisms and whatever else. Like that. Like I was like, hey, that's sometimes we can do things on this planet that aren't ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, that was uh, oddly. Uh, here, bad news. <laughs> Good news, bad news. This is the bit. Uh, Texas banned abortions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't it going up to the and- Supreme Court? Yeah, well, that's yeah. not a great thing to yeah. have to happen. But what wasn't isn't there uh, not like only the, not yeah. only did they ban it, they also issued a bounty on reporting people who try to get one. Yeah. Just, oh, is your neighbor like going through the worst period of her life? Hey, why don't you make a little scratch by turning her into the cops for it? Just, just the worst. They actually, uh, sorry, another good news. They they finally fully scrapped any plans for the Keystone XL pipeline. That happened mm. this year. They uh, they they finally just said, nope, we're not doing it. It's over. Uh, home prices jump. Bad news. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, more bad news was the uh, the Florida condo collapsed that everybody saw coming and couldn't and just you know didn't do anything because they built on swampland. In Florida, dun dun dun. Uh, the first major, uh, the best opening box office since December 2019 happened this year. It was what the was return it? of big movies, Fast and the Furious Nine, baby. Uh, yeah. was Bad it? news. It wasn't Black Widow, and she had to sue to get her contract fulfilled. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I that that I I am fully on in support of her about that and that. 
just the scumbaggery of it. And they were like, we offered her a million deals that she could take. And she's like, yeah, but I really wanted this one to go public because I don't actually need the money. I'm Scarlett Johansson. Like a lot of other people could use the money, though. Mm -hmm. Like it is more important for me that this weird, shitty decision came out. Uh, Bad news, more bad news. Bill Cosby got freed. Mm -hmm. That was this year. That was this year, man. Crazy. Uh, the Delta, blah, 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 blah. Um, job recovery has accelerated apparently pretty good. There was the 2021 or the 2020 Olympics happened. Yeah, that was not bad. Did you watch any of it? Nope. <laughs> I discovered a new sport that I really like. They sent Williams. Whoa, what's your new sport? Skateboarding? Sevens rugby. Sevens rugby. I'm sure that yeah, it must be real zippy. Do you know why it's real zippy? Because there's only seven. Yeah, and do you know why else? <laughs> Each half is seven minutes long. Ooh. Right? You can watch a whole game in 20 minutes. It's crazy good. That's great. Yeah. They sent William Shatner to space, you guys. Yeah. Sort of. And he wasn't well, I mean, quite yeah, exactly. space. Yeah. Not quite space. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, though? Because who did he do it with? Yeah. Jeff. <laughs> Hey, guess Jeffrey what? Bezos. Bad news. Bad news. It's the first time in like 30 or 40 years that life expectancy has decreased. In America or in the whole world? Uh, life expectancy in the US right. has decreased for the first time in 2021. It's fell by 1.5 years. Hmm. Uh, the... oh, no, I'm not going to say it. What? <laughs> I'm going to say that, you know, I feel like those people who are dying young are mostly responsible for Leopards Ate My Face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else is there? Do, do, do. Oh, yeah. Facebook canceled Instagram for children. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a win. <laughs> yes, but bad news. They tried to launch the metaverse. Yeah. It's all kinds uh, of creepy and awful. Other other good news. Uh, the World Health Organization approved and recommended a deployment for the actual malaria vaccine. So, I mean, like, like didn't make big splashy headlines because, you know, COVID. But that's a pretty big freaking deal. We actually have a vaccine for malaria, which has, I guess, plagued large portions of the world forever. I'm pretty sure I read a thing that said more people have died of malaria than anything else. Probably. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. has has been like a an actual plague upon humanity forever. Malaria. Man, it's like fucking vaccine developers got a bunch of money this last couple of years. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew they could figure this out? <clears throat> uh, I don't know how this is going to plan out, but the uh, the global corporate tax overhaul thing. Yeah, did they get Ireland on board in the end? So it's 140 countries. So I don't know necessarily the full list, but yeah. that's a lot of countries. So the biggest overhaul of global tax rules in a century and a move that aims to set a minimum of a 15% corporate tax rate. That's a pretty big friggin' deal if that goes down. I'm pretty sure Ireland is still at 12% and Ireland is already the tax haven uh, for like Apple, Google. There's like a bunch yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. And it was like a big deal that the, whether they were, we're not going to get in. So I'd have to look it up. Mm-hmm. still kind of interesting though like yep. at least yep. at least again you got to applaud when anything even stumbles slightly in the right direction yeah 
Uh, ta -ta -ta. Let's see. Is there anything else here? Uh, Tesla's market value pet surpasses one trillion dollars. And why? Yeah. Because Hertz ordered one hundred thousand vehicles was the 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 tipping point of the one trillion dollar mark. Did you see the Hertz news that came out the last couple of weeks? The With Hertz them uh, sending people to jail when they With them reporting cars stolen and yeah. having people who've rented their cars legally get arrested left and right. Somebody Good job, spent Hertz. fifty days in jail for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I rented a car, I returned it to Hertz. <laughs> you stole that car from you stole me. Stole that car. Hertz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hertz's press release was like, "It's a negligible amount." Like, unless you're one of those people. Yeah. Again, in the teeny tiny stumbling forward in the right direction was the the 190 nations uh, reached the deal at the UN climate summit. How how are they going to deliver any of that? Who knows? But and maybe. all of them are one election away from backing out again. Correct. We've seen it already. With no punishment for not delivering. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I mean, well, there's Biden's infrastructure bill, which I guess is a pretty big deal. And now and, and, that we and, saw and, and inexplicably failures. applying sanctions to Canada, or what equates to sanctions against Canada. And we learned the names of Mansion and Cinema. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, it's I don't a know, real good news, bad news list. Yeah, seriously. Tornadoes, outbreaks. I guess that was that thing. Uh, um, what else? I heard any sports? Better sports. We got to do sports real quick. We do have to do sports real quick. Uh, yeah, the Canadians went to the Stanley Cup final. That was pretty awesome. That was that was a good time. That was definitely a high point. Uh, it did not lead to as many people were predicting a giant COVID outbreak as people were gathering and partying. So it was like it was the right. It was the right time that it happened. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people vaccinated, outdoor gatherings and whatever else. And there were no massive outbreaks in Montreal while people were gathering by the thousands to watch their team go on a historical run in crazy yeah. ass circumstances. Uh, I mean, obviously they didn't win, but I wouldn't like trade only one that team in. wins every year. <laughs> yeah, only one team wins every year. They went on a ridiculous ride. Uh, and now they have a the absurd low to the point where I've stopped watching hockey. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan both came to AEW and Punk's back wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy. That's, yeah, that's big. Uh, a lot of racist sports teams lost their racist logos. Sports managers? Well, not managers, but <laughs> just just the Flames did that. <laughs> but like. Cleveland changed their their baseball name, and Edmonton changed their football name, and Chicago then the Atlanta really Braves sex scandal, and then the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. Oh. <laughs> Damn it! Just when following you think up, we're getting far. Following up on malaria, I didn't realize also that I guess in part maybe the vaccine and whatever else was that, and this is it doesn't so this is the World Health Organization announced this. So, but I don't know if it's like the data's coming out of China, but apparently China is malaria free. Hmm. I don't know if that's right, because it might just be coming from Chinese <laughs> news sources, but like the who backed it up. So, Interesting. oh, wait, we also didn't get to the, uh, another good news. Donald Trump got banned from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if, if there was one thing, it was the 2021 took away that sense of dread that came from reading the news every day just by him not being there like 
everything was bad, and then you waited to see how the United States was going to make it worse. Yeah. And that kind of turned way down and made me feel a lot better about every single day of the year. Oh, wow. This is hanging on. I also found a good news. Uh, so the Argentinian capybaras reclaimed their habitat by force. Oh, capybaras began reclaiming an affluent neighborhood near Buenos Aires that was once their territories, munching on an array of manicured flower beds and neat lawns. I love everything about capybaras. <laughs> in the in the cutest, I guess, like destruction of a fancy part of town. <sighs> capybaras are just like, screw this. We're back, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that was the uh, year in review. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh, wait. And final, final, I guess, again, stumbling in the right direction, which is that uh, 2021 was renewable energy's biggest year ever with 290 GW of renewable energy generated globally. Uh, so, again, probably too little too late, but hey, it's something. This is 90S. Probably a little too little too late, but hey, it's something. <laughs> Put that on a t shirt. <laughs> Listen, man, we all know that you pressed stop on your podcast player like 30 seconds ago as soon as you heard the outro music. And the only reason you're possibly listening to this is because you're like jogging or something and your phone is in your pocket and you can't stop me from talking. Uh, I'll keep this short and sweet. Uh, We put in a lot of work on this website. Uh, If you do want to support us financially, we're kind of reworking the whole structure over there. But if you do want to support us financially, you can head to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. And if you don't want to support us financially, maybe you could just tell your friends about the show. And if you don't want to support us at all, I don't even know how you're possibly listening to this at the end of that episode. Bye. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.